You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff. Ho, 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 ho. Welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Oh, Jeff, what would you like for Christmas this year, little boy? A silent night. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh, this is Ken. I'm here with Neil, Jeff. Um, Matt, how's the snow in Los Angeles? Uh, There's tons of snow, but uh, you don't have to shovel. (laughs) very good that you know what that that joke goes all the way back to like 82 so i've been working on it those those voices you heard uh are our sister podcast are are very good friends (laughs) no hey it's a party it's a party you're here why not it's a it's a white christmas uh christmas eve here um we're all singing frosty the snowman and the christmas song and whatnot so uh, let's introduce uh, Julian Lauren from the uh, Misinformation Podcast, our sister podcast, our friends, our favorite podcast hosts. How are you Yay. both? Yay. Hello, brothers. Hello, brothers. We're doing great. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays. Happy um, Starbucks cup, red and green cup. Oh, right, Merry Matt? coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank Merry you. coffee Matt. to you, Matt. Isn't yes. that your traditional way of, of greeting each other in the holidays? Yes. Merry okay. coffee. It Merry does say it on coffee. our cups this year. Merry coffee? <laughs> yeah, because we lost the war on Christmas. Oh, <laughs> of course. Now, Matt, when, sorry. when people come into your store, do they order a Parappa Pump pumpkin spice or no? Uh, wow. That is, that is seasonal, so no. Okay. <laughs> 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 Neil going in hard on this. I know. That was a long sleigh ride to that joke. So... Um, <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, we did a, This is our third Christmas special, I, I would suppose, right? Holiday yep, special? Yep. Yep. Um, so we ran out of questions, so it's going to be a five-minute episode. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. It's, been, it's getting more difficult. Questions. No, but we, we all uh, we talked about it. We said we want to celebrate each other and, and the thanks that we have for uh, Julian Lauren being in our lives. And uh, also have them bring some gifts. We have some gifts, and the gifts are in the form of questions because yeah. we know you love questions. We're going to do a little white elephant today. Yeah, a little mm. white elephant. Good. Well, we're ready. Just a friendly competition. No. Uh... Right. Yeah. It's more for the listener. You guys at home, you play at home, listen to us. We're going to kind of provide the questions and the little banter in between and, and uh, you know, bring out the, the jingle bells because it is the most wonderful time of the year. And um, we just want to make sure that uh, you get the type of content that you want, which is, you know. The holiday season is all about bringing people together, you know. Right. I mean, there's that famous song, Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know that one. <laughs> The famous, the famous Let's all sing it together. Christmas, baby, please come home. 
Don't it you that's know all. We don't need to sing I'm missing you. <laughs> no, see, that's the that's the Darlene Love famous song that uh, was always at the end of David Letterman. He always had Darlene Love on to sing it. Uh, I know Darlene Love as well. Yeah. There you go. Very famous person. Personally? Oh, yeah. So we heard Santa at the beginning, but I think Santa is also going to provide the rules today. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's see. Let's see, Santa. Triviality Podcast is two rounds of 20 questions worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there's a special swing round by this week's host. In the final round, players wager points they've earned for a chance to become the cream of the crop. I am the cream. Once again, he also sounds a lot like Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Christmas present to us. It is. Uh, so, Julian, Lauren, uh, before we get started, uh, why don't you uh, recap you know, what you've been up to and, and what's going on in your life? And uh, everyone knows they can find you at Misinformation, but uh, tell us a little bit more that we don't know. Yeah. What's What else is going on for us? Well, right now we're... Um, coming towards the end of our themed month, which is Dictator December, mm. the happiest of topics wah, for the jolliest wah. months of the year. Yeah. So um, we thought, you know, we were going to forego the whole holiday season theme. You know, we've done it. It's kind of, uh, it's, it's over, you know, mm-hmm. kind of out. In our realm. Uh, so Julia came up with the brilliant idea of creating Dictator December. So, um, so far we have done Stalin and Francisco <laughs> Franco <laughs> And, uh, and a couple other bad and guys. And a couple other bad guys. So, um, you know, uh, tune into that. Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, dare and, you? Yeah. You know what's funny about you saying Dictator December? Because uh, the, the time of this recording, I know you just did an episode about Beyonce. And I was like, wait a minute. Beyonce, Dictator December, what's going on? <laughs> but I realize She's we're the dictator one day, of my heart. One yeah. day. One day. We could only hope to be under the beautiful gilded thumb of Beyonce. When the beehive overthrows the rest yes. of us. Well, I think, <laughs> exactly. I think Jeff has a question happen. along those lines, anyways, about Christmas. I do. Because he would be the one to ask a Nazi question about Christmas, right? I would be. Jeff is the Scrooge of the podcast, for sure. Mm, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Usually he's such a warm and positive guy. So this is a surprise to me and my co-host here, Julia. <laughs> uh, so Julia and Lauren, we both saw you in pictures on Facebook uh, that were pretty exciting. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk about uh, Josh, who I know is behind the camera over there. Yeah. Yes. So engineer Josh, also my husband. Um, so by the time everybody hears this, he will have taped episodes parentheses s question mark of jeopardy Mm -hmm. so um his episodes will air in um february so that's very exciting we're very excited so getting in to to hang out with alex trebek one of his dream goals in life so Mm -hmm. mission accomplished and uh we've created a a game to help him practice (laughs) which we created uh well i say we i had little to nothing to do with it um when julia was on jeopardy uh, a couple years ago um where my husband who's an engineer created the hardware for like a buzzer system similar to the jeopardy system and then josh Mm -hmm. being a software engineer scraped the data off the j archive and created like the actual gameplay and we invite people over, and we have snacks, and we play Jeopardy, and it's really fun. In fact, we we always talk about it like, man, this is so much fun. We should do this when when someone is not the, prepping uh, for Jeopardy. A less pressure situation. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, so if you play your cards right, we might bring it to Geek Ball. They so sound we'll see. like very useful people, unlike us. Yes. We have yeah. To say. I mean, we would just bring a bucket full of hummus to that party. <laughs> no, you know what, though? When we've been doing a lot of driving, Triviality is an awesome podcast to binge oh, for yes. like, question you. content. Yes. So it's it's great. You're condensed into like one hour. Unlike us, ours keeping, can be Keeping people anywhere. awake on the road, saving lives. But what we like about the Misinformation Podcast is you dive so deep into a subject that you actually learn something. So when you listen to Triviality, hopefully you've learned something to answer the question correctly. Right. Yes, and that's why our podcasts synergy. go hand in hand, and there is synergy. synergy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of synergy, uh, for Geek Bowl, anyone who's coming to Geek Bowl, we're going to have a big event uh, the Thursday before with a bunch of other podcasts as well. So we're really excited about that. I think some people have already said they want to come, but um, misinformation will be there. We'll be there, uh, and it's going to be a really fun time. We're kind of working on venue right now uh, in Chicago, but we're super excited. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty crazy party, I think. But where are we having it? United Center? It's going to be at the United Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Michael Michael Jordan will be making an appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dick Butkus. Nice. Yeah, tickets uh, are going fast. Tickets, tickets are going fast. Jeremy Roenick will be doing t-shirt sales. We probably front. could get Frank Thomas. He's good for like any $10. Somebody will hand him these days. I think uh, <laughs> Ditka's going to stop in and say something mildly offensive. Mm. <laughs> right. It's like leave. somewhat offensive, but also like a rallying cry to like follow your team. Right. But you're not sure which one. Very excited about all this. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I don't know anyone that you're mentioning. Yeah. So my eyes are shining with anticipation for who these people are and sports how it's going to be. Sports guy will be there with his sports guys. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but we're excited. So we can't wait for that. So keep keep a lookout for all the info for Geek Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll start with, uh, we'll start with Jeff because he's the Scrooge. You get to start, Jeff. How dare you? First five questions Scrooge. from Jeff. Let's get this Nazi question out of the way you first. You want to do that one first? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> So all these are Christmas themes. We're not in a good mood yet, so that's fair. Right. I uh, this I mean this was partially inspired by my recent watching and finishing of Man in the High Castle. So all right. So the first question is yes, as Ken mentioned, about Nazis. So um, the uh, German Nazi regime replaced a lot of things and rebranded around the Christmas holidays so that the ideologies would be more in line with that of the Reich. They renamed Christmas trees, changed lyrics to Silent Night, and even had swastika-shaped lights instead of candles. Uh, in this effort, they rebranded Santa as Solstice Man, and Solstice gave him man? yes, <laughs> as Solstice Man, with a very particular name. Uh, he shares his name with a character who dies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, spoilers too. Hmm, that's a that's a good question. So so it translates as Solstice Man. No, no. Uh, he was named Blank, also known as Solstice Man. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, right? I don't know. He's alive. Yeah, he's alive. Yeah. I know uh, Spider-Man. He uh-huh. he disappeared. Uh, he spun Spider-Man. his last web. Man. Yeah. Um, he's back though. No, this one's someone gosh. who's really dead. Spider-Man. Hawkeye died. Hawkeye died. Hawkeye Thanos not dead. died? Question mark. <laughs> you know what? Uh, we haven't seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, it's we been, have not. It's seen been it. out you're, so you're the long. Two. Okay. He died in uh, Thor Ragnarok, for the record. Who did? Thanos? No, no. The the. The oh. character in question. Oh, the character. Oh, oh, well, then I'm going to change my answer. Yeah, I don't know. What giving do you... you a gift since you seem to be struggling. I'm going to say, okay, so there's Odin died. Scourge died. That'd be a weird name for Solstice, man. I'm going to say Scourge. Okay, we have we have an idea. Yeah. We got an idea. We're going we're gonna to say. Lauren wrote down Woden. Like Odin or Woden. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, politically correct Wokedin. 
And I don't have an answer, but I'll, I'll go Odin because everyone else said it. Yep, no, that's a fair uh, fair thing. Neil's the only one not getting points uh, because it's Odin. <laughs> I said Scourge. <laughs> that's true, you said Scourge. But yeah, Odin. Odin. Uh, Odin, Solstice Man. Solstice Man. That's As if there wasn't enough to That sounds like a, a <laughs> low-end uh, public access commercial, like Solstice Man. <laughs> <laughs> All he does is, is just welcome the sun. Then he goes. <laughs> then he goes home. It's not a good business model. It's, you know, once a year. No, over. All right. <laughs> now not. that that Nazi question is out of the way. <laughs> Merry let's, Christmas, everyone. Let's bring in some. <laughs> let's bring in some oh, five minutes cheer. are up. So. Oh, oh, we're going like one, one, one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. All right. Yeah, brother. All right. All right, sis. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> All right. First question. Here we go. If you attended North Shore High School in 2004 and watched the Winter Talent Show, you would have seen students Regina, Gretchen, Karen, and transfer student Katie performing what holiday classic song in skimpy Santa outfits? It's mm, a tough one. <laughs> for, for Matt, that's a tough one? No. No. It's, this is kind of funny because I feel like I just saw a Facebook post that someone was like, what are some movies I need to watch for trivia purposes? And somebody responded with Mean Girls. Yeah. And people uh. were like, really? And I'm like, yes. Well, I said Space Jam and everyone agreed. So I, I don't know what that says about the group. <laughs> so what are so what are the sexiest Christmas songs? Santa Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Little Grandma Bobby got run over by a reindeer. got run over by a reindeer, Matt. On <laughs> the good place, whenever they're doing their like, you know, uh, they're doing like the worst party in the world for the demons. They just played uh, Grandma Got Run Over by Reindeer and She Hates Me by Puddle of Mud yes. over and over. <laughs> and then to end the night, they mashed them up and Put just them played together them at the into same one time. That's so funny. Oh, that show's really Maybe I good. should watch that show. That, I think That's you just convinced so me. Seriously, so uh, Michael Schur is, is doing the best work on television. Oh, he's great. Absolutely. I mean, All right, so if we're talking about sex, sexy Christmas songs, I think it would be "Oh Holy Night." <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna go with "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Okay, Jeffrey. Uh, yeah, I can't remember this one, but my gut went to Mariah Carey, so I said, "All I Want for Christmas Is You." All right, let's go to Julian Lauren here. We, it's Jingle Bell Rock. It's Jingle yeah. Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock. It is, is it? Jingle Bell Rock. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Because the uh, the boombox goes out and then she plays the piano and they have to sing it oh, yeah. to the piano. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And Lacey Chabert, I forget what character she is. Is she Gretchen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she always is supposed to be on Regina's left, but then Katie takes her spot. Mm-hmm. And then she can't do the, the choreography right because <laughs> she's tough. going the wrong direction. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to ask a question now. It's a film question. Featuring Christmas as a useless backdrop in films such as Lethal Weapon, The Nice Guys, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and Iron Man 3 is a trademark of what writer-director? I will lock in over here. We always say we should learn directors, huh? We we always say that. (laughs) I say a lot of things. I feel a lot of broken promises. (laughs) So Neil knows. I know. He's he's one of my favorite writers. Very talented writer. Kind of uh, ushered in a new style of writing uh, where the screenplays were kind of written out of format and had a uh, sort of a God voice, if you will. The writer's voice was in the stage directions, which normally wasn't done at the time. So he would do things like this, 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 and happened. Pretty crazy, huh? You're not supposed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I said, uh, apropos of absolutely nothing, uh, Denis Villeneuve. Ooh, uh, one of my favorites. Yes. Yes. Also, my favorite um, meal made in a shaving dish. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, probably not right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we put Villeneuve. 
Uh, I actually do know this one. It's uh, Shane Black Christmas. Ooh, Shane Black. I forgot about Shane Black. Uh, I'd like to see all these movies remade by Taika Waititi, so that's what I went with. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, the star of Predator and co-writer, Shane Black. It is Shane Black. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that nice. is. Ken, I, I got to tell you, from this perspective, with your legs all folded up, you look, you're like folded up like a dead spider in there. Like, <laughs> just all <laughs> arms, legs, and a leg. A little head on top. I'm, I'm very relaxed. I have a little. I'm sure you are. I have a little bit of anxiety because there is a spider up on the the corner mm-hmm. over there, and I hate spiders, and I can see it, and I'm just gonna remember that it's there. Because the other day there was a big spider, and I was like, I'm gonna go get a paper towel all the way across the apartment instead of using my hand or my foot, and then I couldn't find it. Now I'm in fear. It's now terrifying. have you made a verbal <clears throat> deal with the spider? That's very important. That's what I found works. You stay there. I'll stay here. It'll be fine. That's fine. If he's doing work and he's keeping bugs out. I respect that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just sign an NDA. We don't need to know what goes on around here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Over to the West Coast. All right. So I'm going to start off with a sports question to get it out of the way. Then you guys don't have to listen to it again. <laughs> All right. In 2011, uh, Christmas Day actually marked the beginning of the NBA season uh, due to a lengthy lockout. Um, what reigning MVP made a clutch last second shot to beat the Lakers 88 to 87 on this day? Okay. I have a guess based on my limited knowledge. Hey, Lauren. Yes, Julia. (laughs) Who are some basketball players that are good? (laughs) Oh, okay. Here we go. And not on the Lakers at the time. Yeah. That wasn't a Laker. That's a good clue. Ooh. Mm. Okay. So metal world peace is out. Yeah. Damn. Okay, that <laughs> was going to say that. Cross that out. Um, Swaggy uh, P out. 2011. 2011. So that's eight years ago. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, who? Um, was mm. LeBron really good then? Probably. Okay, LeBron. Write that could down. Be good. How about Dwayne Wade? Ooh, that. You know what? I didn't think of him. He's a basketball player. Sure I is. Heard. Um, who knows else? his way like, around a basketball? You know? I think they were even on the same <laughs> team at that time. They were. <laughs> Ooh, that means that they might have been in Miami together. Ooh, Miami, yes, the Heat. Right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Go with Connor. Like sports podcast. You know, usually, usually I don't lean into the dumb girl thing, but when it comes to sports, to I'm perfectly happy to do that. Fall uh, on my sword. We should just say LeBron. Let's just say LeBron. We're going to go with LeBron. Play it safe. I said LeBron. I think I'm too late, but I said James Harden. Mm, James Harden's good. Um... Was that when he, he does was have with, that uh, Santa beard? Mm-hmm. That's why I said it. Was that when he was he went like, OKC at the time? Probably. Yeah, I want LeBron. This guy played for the hometown Chicago Bulls, and it was Derrick Rose. Oh, oh. Okay. wow! His, his last season before his leg exploded. Seems, <laughs> seems like so oh, long ago. Oh, that's the guy whose leg exploded. Yeah, I I there wanted to go Derrick Rose, but I didn't think he was ever good enough to be MVP. The glass man. We're learning something new every day. Derrick Rose. I'm gonna write that down. There you go. You can add it to your list of three basketballers you know now. <laughs> and I'm going to put a little arrow. I'm going to write leg exploded. <laughs> uh, exclamation point. He was the inspiration for uh, Samuel Jackson's character in Glass, right? Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers for that. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Your, uh, your statute of limitations. Yeah, let me, let me check the, no, the legal. No, it's not. All right, we're back to Jeff for another Nazi question. Uh, I do not have another Nazi question. <laughs> Shockingly. Kind of disappointed, actually. 
So Jolly Old St. Nicholas has been an established part of the Christmas tradition for well over 150 years. The Nazi party. And kids have been sending him letters for almost as long. Canadian kids know that if they want to mail a letter to Santa, they can get him at what jovial zip code? We're trying to remember how many digits are in a postal code for Canada. I'm going to just say zero, 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 zero. I think it's like upside down. It's ho, ho, ho. But I can't like so it's zero, four, zero, four, zero, four, I think. It sounds familiar. That's pretty cute. If it is, if it's not, it should be. But uh, so that's what I'm saying. Zero four zero four zero four. So what's the uh, the middle middle school calculator fun word version of a zip code? Yeah, five eight zero zero eight. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm just gonna. I was thinking of Santa Claus, Indiana. That that's where you're going. Because I think that's where all the letters to Santa go. Um. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna tap. To, Even in Canada. To Jay Cutler. Yeah. Right. We're we're going. H O H O, I guess uh, one more H O H O H O because uh, Canadian zips have both letters and numbers. Oh. Mm. Um, maybe it is six digits. So maybe it's ho ho ho. Yeah, we're going ho ho ho. It is H zero H zero H zero ho mm. ho ho. Nice. Oh. Yeah. I had the right idea. I just didn't know anything did. about Canada again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You were thinking of the calculator. Yeah. How you can I'm always thinking about calculators. Yeah. I'm a robot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Quick today. That's a revelation. I like it. <laughs> Christmas revelation. Um, I, you know, I love Broadway, so it's going to be sort of a Broadway question. The show tune turned holiday staple, We Need a Little Christmas, actually debuted in what 1960s Broadway musical that followed the eccentric mother of your first cousin during and after the Great Depression? Not to mention, it gave everyone's favorite senior sleuth, Angela Lansbury, her first Tony Award. Hmm. We need again? a little Christmas? Yep, we need a little Christmas. Right this very minute. Yep. <laughs> Ant, Ant, uh, Ant-Man. <laughs> mm, yep. Got it in one. I don't know anything about musicals, so for this reason, I'm out. Yeah, we're, we're going MAME. We're going Annie MAME, yeah. Jeff? Oh, I have no idea. It is MAME uh, or anti-MAME. Yep. You ever heard of that musical? Never. Oh, Carol Channing. Yeah, well, it was a book and then a musical and a movie. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play drums in it, Neil? I did not play <laughs> I did not play drums in this musical, no. I've seen it several You're times. You're not the little drummer boy? Well, the funny thing about this musical is if you cast a really annoying kid, the musical is kind of intolerable because the kid, the whole first half of the musical is anti-MAME, anti-MAME, like that. Mm-hmm. Just got to get over that. Well, yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah. I don't think I want to get over it. Let's uh, shift subjects. This is uh, more of a Hanukkah question. So, in the context of the celebration of Hanukkah, what is a shamash? And if you need uh, an extra clue, I can shed some light on on the answer. A shamash? Mm-hmm. How do you spell that? S H A M A S H. That's for you to Google it, or what are you doing? <laughs> 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 okay, I got an idea then. But that doesn't make sense. But it's okay. Yeah, I'll I'll go with an idea as well. I think it's the candle that lights the other candles of the menorah, the head candle, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, king candle. King yeah. candle. I was gonna go with Captain Candle, but same idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, I said candle. Didn't know how specific you wanted to be. 
Yeah, I, my answer sounds dumb, but I was saying any other light other than the menorah, but, you know. Okay, it is the ninth candle on the menorah that you use to light the other candles. And if you need some, you're not supposed to use the light from the, the menorah candles, so you can actually use the middle candle hmm. for other functions. Yeah. So there you Interesting. go. That's why, there's, that's why there's an extra candle. All right. The 2019 Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade will feature musical performances from Sting, the Pentatonic, Portrait of the Man. <laughs> Can we not talk about Sting right now? No, no, it's fine. He, Sting is Sting will be there for eight crazy nights. He'll be coming down the chimney and staying in the chimney <laughs> for hours and hours and hours. What did I miss on? The, what did we miss on the Sting? There thing? was a, a recent episode where there were a lot of Sting tantric sex jokes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> A lot they might be an understatement. On, 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 on. So, <laughs> Sting, so Sting will be there, along with those other artists. And this Jamaican-born artist, although he may later claim it wasn't him. Uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> what a delight. What a, uh, you're, can you imagine being the parents that are so excited to be oh, at that yeah. parade? And, like, you know, you have the parents that are excited for Sting and the, the families that, for pentatonics and then the people that are... <laughs> the four people. Or like Shaggy, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. I believe you. I believe you from the beginning, Shaggy. <laughs> You're diehard Shaggy supporters. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shaggy. <laughs> is the answer Shaggy? <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Uh, the answer oh, is Shaggy. My God. He's got the album right here. <laughs> Give that here. He didn't have to. Oh. He didn't have to move more than ten feet to retrieve this album. <laughs> is this the one? Yeah. So here's the thing. Did you know this? Did you know this about Shaggy? Shaggy, that is not his accent. That is a put on. If you were to sit in a room and talk to him, he would have absolutely no accent whatsoever. Mm. Like that is a complete like patois that he mm. takes on. And he was in the army. I think. I think he was oh. like a. He was in like. Desert Storm or something? Unclear. We're um, so much today. Yeah. So this there you the go. That's the kind of content you come to our show for. <laughs> you know it. Mr. Soldier, Soldier. You know. Jingle bells. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can move on. Uh, Jeffrey. All right. Here's another fun one. Um, what joint military organization, co-run by the United States and Canada, has been tracking Santa's flight path on Christmas Eve starting since 1955? Google picked up the trend and started doing this on their own in 2004. I never remember the name of the company. I always see the logo because the weathermen do it. The weathermen and Spider-Man <laughs> track him. <laughs> so I think, is it just called Santa Tracker? That's the, the channel on like cable. If you There's a Santa Tracker channel. Or if Santa commits a crime and he has a probationary right. period, he's yeah. the Santa Tracker. Put the ankle bracelet on him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was always wondering if this was the name of a company or if a product or like if it's an abbreviation. So, I mean, it's, I think you're right. Yeah. I don't know what it stands for. Yeah. But. We, um, we think it's NORAD. Oh, that sounds right. That sounds right. I, I, I put my answer on top of theirs. I yes, like that one. Same. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Well, you stole a good answer because it is NORAD. Ooh, what does NORAD stand for? Yeah. I was say, if you're curious, it's the North American Aerospace uh, Defense Command. So. North, okay. Based out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, I believe. All right, Neil, can you uh, reach down into the uh, Santa's bag and pull out another question for us? 
I can. Um, and it's actually very apropos. Wait, not, not that one. A little, de- little deeper, please. <laughs> Fish oh. around in there a little bit. Pull out a good one. Okay, hold on. All right. Is that a good one? Yep, this is a good one. All right. Uh, it's very, very close to what Jeff was saying. So let's just say that NORAD was tracking Santa, and Santa's sleigh broke down, much like it did in the movie Elf. Uh, but true believers will not help power the sleigh. It is a machine. So Santa needs a lot of help delivering all the toys to children around the world. So if he was going to ask anyone what airline has the largest fleet of planes as of 2019 and would be equipped to step up to the challenge and help deliver Santa's presents? I think I know. The largest fleet. Largest yep. fleet of planes. Hmm. I believe I know That's this. a great question. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to turn into a word problem. <laughs> like, like oh, if 72 Santa. people can help him and deliver 4,000 packages per hour. And if they believe um, at least 70%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 70% belief factor. All right. I have a guess. I would say it'd be spirit, holiday spirit, possibly. That's cute. Well, what do, you, what do we see a lot? What do we see a lot? What are those white planes? Yeah. What are the white planes? Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, helpful. Who makes the white planes, Julia? <laughs> Delta. Del- Ooh, I'm going to write that uh-huh. down. Delta. Mm-hmm. United, okay. I think, is, United. A, is a fun fun guess. Not I American? The, I don't know what the largest fleet is. I don't know. It's whatever whatever you think. Um, Yeah, let's go with United. I think United. Sure, I'll go, I'll go British Airways. Okay. Uh, I was very surprised to learn this, uh, looking at this up, because it was going to be either train company or planes, but I just decided to go with planes. But the largest fleet uh, of any airline is American Airlines. Oh, wow. wow. And they're the worst. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless they're our sponsor for today's ah. episode. Yeah, they left Macaulay Culkin at home. So not, no, no. We I don't know. Spirit is pretty terrible. I've had <laughs> very bad experiences on Spirit. Yeah. Just for the record, uh, so you have uh, American Airlines is number one. Delta, number two, United, three, Southwest, four, and then China Southern Airlines, number five. Wow. So after the first round, uh, everyone's having fun. Everybody has a million points. We have a million points. We've got our apps, our eggnog. uh, Some hot cider. Mm -hmm. So uh, for the swing round, I prepared a round um, titled Famous Siblings Gift Exchange. Ooh. So I'll name for you the category of celebrity that I'm looking for, followed by a description of a gift that one of their siblings would give them for the holidays. And you'll name for me the intended gift recipient. Oh, I I love this. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Number one, actor. For their family's Secret Santa exchange, Mary Kate will gift her younger sister a red pointy hat from her fashion line, The Row. Maybe she can wear it in an upcoming Marvel film. Number two. Musician. Though they couldn't possibly get any closer, Sarah will surprise her identical twin sister with an ornate frame for their four gold certified albums from Music Canada. Everything is awesome. Number three, athlete. Cheryl bought her brother a smaller replica of the Robert Indiana love sculpture to remind him of his 18-year career as the Pacers' greatest player of all time. She was inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame 17 years before her brother, which their NBA on TNT co-hosts don't let him forget. Number four, author. Amy is gifting her brother with a Rosetta Stone lifetime subscription since he wanted to talk pretty one day. She'll toss an assortment of candy into his stocking, too. Number five, actor. Richard, the musician in the family, has bought his brother a new messenger bag that he can decorate with his T-1000 and X-Files patches. Number six, 
musician. While he might sometimes look back in anger, Noel plans to give his brother a backstage pass to see the high-flying birds in concert. Number seven, politician. Joaquin, a congressman, is getting his identical twin brother a San Antonio Spurs jersey and a Democratic debate participation trophy. Number eight, actor. Shirley is planning on giving her brother a larger curio cabinet. He has a lot of collectibles, ranging from shampoo bottles to Dick Tracy action figures, and, oh yeah, that Best Director Oscar for Reds. Number nine, musician. No one else on Earth sang as well with their mother, so Ashley is wrapping up a Lego model of the Golden Gate Bridge for her sister. You know, because love can build a bridge. And finally, question 10, athletes. Cooper has two brothers on his Christmas list. He's giving one some Omaha steaks and a sheriff's badge, the other a Daniel Jones jersey. Name me both brothers. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is a great right. round, by the yeah, way. Yeah, let's just talk about some Isn't of these. so good? She did yeah. a good job. Yes, this is amazing. So number one, we're talking about... Uh, I have... Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. The Olsen twins. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Elizabeth Olsen plays uh, Scarlet Witch in the Marvel movies, right? That's right. Yeah. The, the, who would have thought she would be the best Olsen? Yeah, that's <laughs> it's true. Right? Not me. After Pizza Party, I was all in on the Olsen twins. It's like, there can't be another one. And then there was. <laughs> all right. So so for number two, now I have the song uh, Closer. Not not by Nine Inch Nails, but by yeah. uh, <laughs> this this duo stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah's uh, sister, Megan Dia. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not Megan Dia. The the better oh. the, the the non-budget version of Megan Dia. <laughs> Tegan and Sarah. Ah, Tegan and Sarah. That's what I had. Matt, uh, I know number three, but you can take that one if you'd like. Yeah, it's uh, Cheryl Miller's uh, sister to Reggie. Pacers yes. all-time great. Yep. Yes. Oh, nice. That was good to know for me. The only one I had trouble on was number four. Actually, I'm not too sure on that one. You said author, and then I was out, more or less. <laughs> so she's an actress, and her brother is an author. Okay. She'll Which toss one? an assortment of candy into his stocking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Amy Sedaris. Mm-hmm. David Sedaris. And David, David Sedaris, Sedaris is yeah. her brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you guys have for number five? I believe 
that would be Robert Patrick. I also think it's Robert Patrick because he was both in Terminator as the T-1000 and in the X-Files. Yeah, I didn't know that guy's name. Yeah. Also didn't know that guy. Great job. I can picture him, but I don't know his also name. Also was the T-1000 in Wayne's World, too. Mm-hmm. Pulls Wayne over. <laughs> so um, filter frontman Richard Patrick is his brother. Oh, I had no idea. The filter, the guy from Filter is his brother? Mm-hmm. That's what I said. What? I was blown away. I've met that guy. Did you get to take his picture? <laughs> I did not take his picture. Did you take Or a pic- if I did, I don't remember. Because you were running away so fast. <laughs> you could have said, hey, man, nice shot. I oh, did, I did tell him oh nice gun. <laughs> Missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number six. Yeah, these are the jerks from Oasis, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember the other guy's name. <laughs> I believe name. it's Liam. Liam. Gallagher, yeah. I put yeah. Gallagher. Yes. Yeah, so uh, um, his brother is now in Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, is the name oh. of his band. Is, yeah. is Gallagher, who smashes watermelons with a hammer, <laughs> also a brother? I think maybe. Not of theirs. He has his own <laughs> He's brother. He's the brother of Gallagher, too. Yeah. <laughs> Smash some fruit. Okay, seven. All right, Brother Joaquin, Democratic debate uh, participant. So I put uh, Castro, maybe? Julian Castro. Julian Castro. It is. It is Julian Castro. Um, So Congressman Joaquin Castro is his twin brother and 2020 presidential campaign manager. At one point, um, they made him grow a beard so that people wouldn't, like, get them confused. (laughs) They are identical twins. Yes, they look exactly like. (laughs) <laughs> they both look like action figures. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number eight. I was betting on Neil for this one, for sure. Yeah, this is um, one of the most famous uh, sibling duos of, of all time. One who was considered uh, the only female member of the Rat Pack at one time by Frank Sinatra, Shirley MacLaine, and then her brother, uh, who probably was, got around a little bit more than the Rat Pack combined, that would be Warren Beatty. Yes. I was blown away when I found out they were siblings. Yeah, that's, that's crazy They don't look too. anything alike. I no. found that out a couple of years ago when I think he, one of them got a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. Yep. And then he mispronounced the winner of the Oscar. <laughs> oh, Warren, he's so old. <laughs> it happens. All right. All right. Number nine, musician. Yeah. I kind of felt like just kind of moonwalking off stage, uh, but uh, I think it's Jessica Simpson. Is that right? Ooh. No. Ashley spelled A-S-H-L-E-Y. Like the mm. normal way. <laughs> yeah, Ashley Simpson's with two E's. So. Oh, I did not know. Oh, I know this one. It's uh, Ashley Judd, right? Uh-huh. Winona Judd? Winona Judd. Oh. Winona Judd. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley Judd's her half-sister, and their mother is Naomi Judd of mm-hmm. the Judds. I, forget, I always forget about the Judds. Yeah, <laughs> me too. They oh. show up uh, during March Madness every year. Cause she's a huge Kentucky fan, and mm-hmm. she's always like, "They, she's like the only Kentucky fan is famous." So they zero in on her all the time. <laughs> I heard because she was in the movie Double Jeopardy, she cannot be tried for the same crime twice. Right. Exactly. That's how that works. Yeah. Yep. That's how it works. And also legally, she also can't be on Jeopardy. That's how that, I think. That's what's unfortunate about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really a shame. All right. And finally, a, a sports thing. I think the interesting question is Cooper, here is... the the lawyer. I was going to say, does, does Ken know this one? Because I think the other three of us do. I think it's the Manning brothers. It is. Mm-hmm. What yeah. are their names? Eli and Peyton and Cooper's the, the, the non-football brother. one. 
So he was a quarterback in high school, and he was actually probably the biggest prospect. But he got some kind of nerve damage or disease, and it was like right. degenerative, and he he couldn't throw a football by the end of his senior season. But he was one of the oh top quarterback prospects too. That's like yeah. Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's it's not rough. really surprising though, because Archie Manning, their dad, played in the NFL, so there's some pedigree there. Well, you can find out all about that in my new uh, rock opera, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> It's tragic. <laughs> the nerves are taking over. <laughs> Great job, guys. Yeah, good job. Nice job. Great swing round, too, by the way. Great writing. All right, so reaching back down into the uh, satchel here, I think it's my turn again. So in Futurama, Robot Santa's elves are actually just aliens that come from what planet? I know that um, John Goodman played... Robot Santa in the first yeah. episode. It is, it is a, a planet in our solar system. I'll, I'll give you guys that. Oh. It's a real planet in our solar system. So okay. It's not um, Perseon 8 or whatever Omicron it is. Omicron Perseon 8? I'll say Mars. Mars is going to be my guess, but we should be different. What about Neptune? Ooh, I like Neptune. Neptune. Yeah, it's Neptune. blue. It's blue, it which is, blue. is close to it's purple. cold. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's all I got. Jeff, what do you think? <laughs> well, you uh, you should like Neptune. Um, Mars is famous for the bugalo and the great stone ass. And uh, <laughs> But uh, Neptune is the planet I think Santa takes over and enslaves the native population. Yes, Neptune. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Yeah, colonialism. Oh! <laughs> it's fictional. It's Just fine. Kidding. <laughs> awesome. All right. In 1996, this Nickelodeon cartoon presented a Hanukkah special where they explored the meaning of the holiday. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. This is my full extent of knowledge about (laughs) about (laughs) Hanukkah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's it's in the back of my mind. Is it Rugrats? I think it might be Arnold. I think it might be Rugrats. I think it's Rugrats. That'd be my gut. It's Rugrats. Yeah. It's Rugrats. Rugrats. Macababy's got to do what the Macababy's got to do. do. That's it. Yes. Yes, that's literally the line that inspired the question. Uh, <laughs> and you think about it, it's actually a really good special. Uh, yeah. It does a pretty good job of explaining. Is Pickles a uh, traditional Hebrew name? Uh, I'm not sure, 100%. Uh, but at the time, it was one of the only Hanukkah specials out there, especially aimed at kids. So it was kind of a big deal when it came out. Yeah, they need, they need to do more Hanukkah specials. I feel like there's not enough media mm-hmm. teaching people. I mean, you have like the Hebrew hammer with Adam Goldberg, but I mean... Yeah, that's just, about it. Just Rugrats and the two questions we do every year. Yeah. <laughs> All right, over to Matt. No, nope, I just, just did one. Oh, over to Jeff. All right. Sorry, the holiday spirit's just taken over. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. Deriving its name from uh, Joel Roberts' poinsett, the poinsettia with its red and green foliage is native to what country to which poinsett was the first U.S. minister? Hmm. This is a Jeff question if I ever heard one. I, I have a guess. I'll lock in. That's fun. That seems fun, right? <laughs> um, what's another fun thing? Oh, whoa, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Endures. I feel like I feel like when we when we hear a, when I learned where poinsettias are from, it was surprising. Yes, I think it is a tropical fleur. Um, <laughs> that's French for flower. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I know it's not as fun, but is it right? <laughs> if they're in Cancun. Oh. It's fun. You want to go Ecuador? You that's tropical and on the equator. Maybe me. Eh, we could whatever you want. Oh, I don't care. 
These points are very important. It's a close yeah. game. Yeah. All of these points. Let's do Costa Rica. Costa Rica. I was just going to say that maybe they're being ironic and they're from Easter Island. So that's what I said. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, I thought it was, I could be wrong. I was thinking it was somewhere close, either Mexico or Canada. And I just thought point set sounds, sounds a little French. So maybe it's from, like, from French Canada. So I'm out. I don't know. Fair enough. Well, I'm really disappointed um, that uh, you changed your answer, Julian Lauren, because it's not the most famous export that hipsters care about uh, from Mexico, but it is Mexico. Mm. Mm. Well, you said it wasn't that fun, so we yeah. went with the fun one. My, my fault. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this question I'm, I'm pretty excited about. I found some research on this and read a lot about it. That was kind of cool. All right. Created from a surplus of leftover powdered creamer during the Korean War, this household name and drinkable goodiness was invented by Charles Santa and gets its name not from an unmarried European woman, but rather a 1938 Laurel and Hardy comedy. I think I got it. Creamy Christmas beverage. I don't know if it's a Christmas beverage. I think it's because the name's Santa. That's why he included this. Oh, oh no, no, name it's Santa. Oh. Oh no, I got it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Great. What am I great. forgetting? Yes. Okay, great. That was. Yeah. yeah, I was there too. I think we're there. When am I gonna get there? Yeah, Oval <laughs> team. Get marshmallows please. in it if you want. Yeah, you yeah. can. I have a feeling that this is maybe a a miss from Switzerland. Oh. Swiss miss. Okay. Uh, oh. Julian Lauren. Yeah, we yeah, we Swiss, Swiss miss. Mm-hmm. It is Swiss miss. So uh, originally it was going to be called Brown Miss after the cattle breed. That nat- sounds bad. <laughs> it does. So it was, it was named Brown Miss after the cattle breed native to Switzerland, despite the fact that the um, Santas, Santas, S-A-N-N-A-S, used Holstein cows that had less butter fat. And then it was Anthony's brother, Charles. Uh, I'm sorry, Charles' brother's Anthony, who decided to change the name based off the film. So how about uh, we we get a hot brown with a side mm. of uh, brown mist. Brown mist. <laughs> <laughs> Served by Brownie the Elf. Mm. <laughs> Extra marshmallow. Happy holidays, y'all. It's like Hermie the Elf from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer trying to take all your teeth out. All right. All so, of them. All of them. It's like shocking. <laughs> I, we watched it with uh, it's a terrible our niece, Arya, and, and I was like, oh, he's just going to pull one tooth out to make the abominables. Oh, oh my God, again. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot um, you can't abominable. say it. <laughs> abominable snowman, Bumble, or Bumber, whatever his name is. Uh, I thought he was just going to take one tooth out because he was upset, but then he takes all of his teeth out. He's going to die in the wild. He can't eat anything now. Well, now he's now now he's his buddy, you know, Bumbler's Bounce. Right, so okay. he can take him on the road. I guess they're going to go across the Yukon and they're going to uh, entertain the children. Do a little vaudeville vaudeville show. And that bumbler, he he could he didn't have the stones to eat anything, <laughs> you know? He was just a gentle giant. I'm right there with you, LT. Thank you. No stones for Bumble. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. No <laughs> stones on a Bumble. No mouth stones either. Stoneless all the way down. <laughs> Hair for days, no stones. Yeah, exactly. All right, let me reach into the uh, Santa's bag here and pull out this question. This Christmas season, last Christmas, hit theaters featuring Game of Thrones star Amelia Clark, as well as what ridiculously handsome actor from Crazy Rich Asians? Mm. We know. We sure do. We know who he is. I do as well. He's ridiculously handsome. Yeah. So let's see if Matt. Uh, let's see Matt and Jeff squirm because I know this one as well. I'm not going to squirm. I don't know it. I have. I I know who it is, but I don't know his name, so I'm not going to get it. It's the handsome guy, right? Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. He's right? also in like a simple he... favor as well. Oh really? 
Yeah, he was Blake Blake Lively's uh, handsome husband who uh, seduces oh, Anna Kendrick. Yeah. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. Because originally he wasn't even like an actor. He was no, just he was like, like a, a TV, TV presenter, presenter in mm-hmm. England. And they were like, you are too handsome too to handsome. not be in Get movies. your ass in some movies. Yeah, he'd be a good James, <laughs> good James Bond, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd watch that. All right, what 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 do you ladies have? His his name is Henry Golding. Mm, Henry Golding. Yep, that's right. Matt is a uh, flush uh, flush in the cheeks over there, looking at pictures of Henry Golding. Uh, I got it up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Let me. You're wait, not hold the on. only one. I got to Google Henry Golding shirtless. <laughs> Henry Golding nip slip. I'm gonna yeah. do it too. Actually, I'm gonna Google Henry Golding shirtless. See what pops up. Henry Golding. All right, Matt. Slip. Oh my God, he's the first. There's picture. nothing in a nip slip, by the way. You gotta go shirtless. <laughs> do men do nip slips? He's like classically handsome. That's the thing. I mean, look at him. He looks like like that photo from. Uh... He looks like an old timey movie star. Yes, too. exactly. Mm-hmm. He needs the transatlantic accent. Yes, like an Asian Cary Grant shirt. We're gonna go over to Shanghai, play some craps. Are we? Are we ready to move on? Are we? Are we still... No, hold on one second. I got. Okay. Give them time. Wait. Give them time to look. Wait. Ooh, that's a nice one. Here, Joel, take a look at that. Merry Christmas to me. Yes. He's like, oh, you caught me. Oh, you caught. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let me slip into something more comfortable. Says Henry Golding. (laughs) Weird. All right. Sorry. We're good. We're We're good. good. Please continue. Five Henry Goldings, as they say in the song. Mm Hmm. Exactly. All right. Next question. Less shirtless. That's okay. <laughs> a claymation Christmas celebration, a 1987 CBS special, was hosted by two claymation dinosaurs that featured a multitude of musical performances, including a Temptations cover by this West Coast sensation. This Whoa. is our favorite Christmas special. Hands down, it's my favorite Christmas very good. special. Yes. I would watch that now. Yeah. <laughs> We should. We should. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Isn't this the, this is the raisin, right? California raisins. California raisins. Oh, yeah. I've seen this too now that he. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you so just good. tapped into my childhood you think Rudolph brain. the Red-Nosed Reindeer, like, like a super jazzy, jazzy way. Like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's great. It's so good. Were they selling raisins? Not, not specifically in that special. No. But I feel like in the 80s, they were the. They were the thing. So they were like, I don't know. I guess they're made of clay. <laughs> Big raisin. <laughs> Big yeah, raisin. I will, I will never not ask a question about the California raisins if I can. <laughs> Love it. They were a phenomenon. Didn't they like release an album? Oh, sure. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. They're big. I know every time I see the California raisins, I just get a craving to eat raisins. <laughs> yeah. When, have, when so has well, anyone huh? ever had that? Raisins are disgusting. That's why I had, they had to make them sing to get people to think about raisins. Exactly, to get people to <laughs> eat them. But they sang so beautifully, no one wanted to eat them anymore. So it's the California raisins, I guess. Mm-hmm. That is correct, yeah. I was going to write a question. There's a there's a Mr. T and Webster Christmas special that I wanted to write a question about, but I think you just look it up. It's very good. <laughs> it's a very Matt question. Yeah. So as Jeff uh, searches the bag uh, inside for a, for a gift here, uh, we're reaching the final question, I believe, almost. I got a good one for you. Okay. Um, while not an attempt to secularize the holiday, Xmas comes from what Greek letter, which looks like an X? The letter X has long been used as an abbreviation for Christ since the Greek word for Christ begins with this letter. Mm. I'm going to lock in. 
As a former sorority president, I'm also locked in. What sorority were you president of? I was president of Alpha Sigma Alpha. Ah, the old ASAs, as we used to call them yeah. back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> the old ASAs. Uh, Asa Butterfield, famous member. Not true. Uh, yeah, I was in a fraternity for about a month. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I didn't like what they were doing. I didn't like that I was uh, a ploy to get their uh, license back because it was taken away after a death. Is that what happened? No, their license was taken away after a death, which I found out a month in. I was like, so I'm just a pawn. And uh, so I left. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got out of there. Yeah, jeez. I had a very lovely Greek experience. I just assumed that was a plot for a movie. Are you being serious? No, I'm being serious, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. I don't I do not do that Greek yeah, life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Sigma because I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say, I'll let Julia answer it because I know she knows it, but I'm going to say it's uh, the mispronounced version of Lena Waithe's show that shoots in, in uh, our city. And I'll let Julia take it. <laughs> you weren't going to go the dojo angle? It's, no. She got it. It's it's Chi, C-H-I. Oh, that's yeah. what the symbol, that's, that's what the mm. Greek yeah. letter that looks like an X is called. I okay. knew I wouldn't have to drop a Karate Kid clue. It is Chi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I knew I had to defer to you as a uh, non-sorority but former improv group member <laughs> who did not know anything about <laughs> Greek letters. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my final question here. Um, I did this mostly for Jeff just to make him feel welcome at the party uh, as he sits oh. in the corner by the fire. Um, that seems largely Staring necessary. into it, <laughs> contemplating death. Yeah, he's a little philosophical. It's a vexillology question. I don't know how anybody else has a good time. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be the ghost of Christmas, I guess, past, maybe, or future. Uh, the top three Christmas tree-producing states are as follows. Number three is Michigan. Number two is North Carolina. And number one is this state, the only U.S. state to feature different designs on both sides of yep. its flag. We're good. Massachusetts changed theirs to a single side in 1971. And if you need a hint, I can describe the flag. No, nah, I'm good. No, 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 no. I know this one, too. Yay! Yay! I think well, I wrote this question. For those of us in a, for those of us who aren't who are on cheering. the east coast, the best coast, <laughs> what? we'll take your hint. Yeah, we'll take your hint. All right. So on the front is the escutcheon from the state seal, and on the reverse is a gold figure of a beaver, the state animal, and an escutcheon is a shield that forms the main or focal element in an achievement of arms. Yeah. I think this. I'm gonna guess Washington. Mm. Wait. I think the- beaver. Oregon. Beaver State is Oregon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you take that. We'll, yeah. yeah, we'll go with Oregon. Oh, yeah, because there's a lot of trees out there. They do have a lot of trees a out of, there. A lot of um, uh, evergreens, for sure. Mm-hmm. I say Oregon. Oregon. Very probably the home state of the Simpsons. I said Oregon. Yeah, the number one tree-producing state, Oregon. I learned that the average uh, time a tree takes to grow before they can, you know, chop it and sell it is around seven years, but they can take upwards of 15 years, which is pretty crazy. I knew that from all my years of hand cutting down trees in Michigan when I was a kid. You did it with your bare hands? Yeah. It's pretty, pretty great. I'm a teeth. Very strong. Took a while. (laughs) (laughs) Took you 15 years just to get it down with your bare hands. Totally worth it. (laughs) You got it down last week. It was very impressive. All right. My final question. A third season Christmas episode of The Office prominently features what restaurant chain that has nothing to do with Christmas? I'm locked in. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, no, Neil. 
This is a great episode. You should watch it right now on Christmas Eve. There was um, recently, like Mindy Kaling posted on like Instagram or something, somebody had made a nice list of all of the office Christmas episodes. Like, so you just know what to queue up on Hulu Mm -hmm. or Netflix or whatever, so you can watch them. And it is very helpful. Yeah. This one always bothered me because um, the couple wouldn't move down one seat each so that Dwight could sit next to them. And that always bothered me. Like, why are you making this person sit? Whatever. Never mind. Benny Hanna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think what bothered me is not only did he uh, mark her arm while he switched over girlfriends in the episode, they switched actresses halfway through. And I said a Benny Hanna Christmas. Yep. Asian Hooters. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> As they call it. Inexplicably. That's funny. All right. Last question, right? Mm-hmm. And we got to a geography question. Yay. Yay. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, in what Venezuelan capital city has it become a tradition for mass goers to roller skate their way to church? I think I know the capital of Venezuela. I like totally blanked all of a sudden. Do you not know? No, I wrote this for Jeff. <laughs> oh, Jeff, if you don't get it, that's going to ruin your Christmas, man. <laughs> it will. It actually will ruin his Christmas. It's going to ruin this, this man's whole career. Yeah, my whole life is going to be over. Keep thinking, bro. Oh, no. I believe in you. I'm going to say Caracas. Yeah. It's the only Venezuelan city I could think of. So I said Caracas. Yeah, Caracas. You Caracas. Agree, Neil? Neil, you said Caracas too? No, no. I said I have no idea. I was All I could think of was the Vuvuzela, that horn. From South mm. Africa? Yeah. Well, the answer is Caracas. Yay. 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 I know like four <laughs> cities in Colombia. <laughs> I don't know anything about Venezuela. They should do a Narcos there and then I'll know about it. Okay, so at the uh, end of regulation, it looks like Jeff has two billion points. Wow. Wow. That's Neil great. Neil has two trillion points. Wow. Thank you. Oh, no. I have uh, six million points. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm the six million dollar man. And uh, Matt, 12 zillion points. Oh, my God. Zillion. Wow. That's at the end of the alphabet. Maybe not even real amount of number. And Julie and Lauren have the uh, the bell from the Polar Express. The magic bell. <laughs> they just have all which is, countable numbers. Which is, which is just, beyond wealth. Right. It's just infinite <laughs> Christmas cheer. <laughs> Aleph Noel. So you have a magic, you, you, you get a magic item of your choosing. Well, let's have a final round probably, right? So probably. for our final round, we decided that each category was for each one of you. Oh, huh, thanks. Thank you. Each one of you gets a special question gift from us. Oh, Although all of you could definitely answer the question. And then the final question is a combination of all of your interests into wow. one question. Wow. What's yeah. Ken's interest? Just just uh, for clarification. <laughs> Potpourri. Garfield. Garfield. Okay. Garfield. Right. It's, a, it's a Garfield question. Lasagna. <laughs> Lasagna. Okay, you ready? We're ready. So, uh, for Ken. For Ken. This new wave band was a side project of two members of Talking Heads. In 1981, husband and wife team Tina Wymouth and Chris France decided to explore a more funky sound than David Byrne would allow. Named after the dance hall in the Bahamas where they were rehearsed for, a f- for the first time while on hiatus from Talking Heads, their most famous dance club hit was later sampled by Mariah Carey in her 1995 single, Fantasy. What is this repetitively named band? For Neil... In the history of movie making, there have been only five women directors nominated for Best Director at the Academy Awards. The 1980s had absolutely zero, 
and the 1990s had exactly one for the film The Piano in 1993. Alas, this director lost to Steven Spielberg for the juggernaut known as Schindler's List. Name this woman director who is also a screenwriter and producer. For Jeff, a region of the North Atlantic Ocean bounded by four currents, what is the name of the world's only sea with zero land boundaries? And for Matt... December 31st, 1988 is a date that is forever remembered by fans of the Pittsburgh Penguins. While playing against the New Jersey Devils, Captain Mario Lemieux completed what specific feat, the only NHL player ever to do so, en route to an 8-6 Penguins win? And finally, Triviality Stew. Name the person who connects all these things. The 1980s Olympic men's hockey team, a grindcore metal band from Ohio, Walt Disney's last words, and 20th century lawman Wyatt Earp. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Well, we can, I think since the last one's a hot, do you guys have the last one? I do. Yep. I think Ken does as well. We always make this joke about what Walt Disney's last words were. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, he was the coach of the 1980s hockey team in the film Miracle. Miracle. And uh, Walt Disney's last words were Kurt Russell. Oh, that's right. So we're just working our way back here? Uh, Yeah, we can. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, just work from the back. Yeah, it's Kurt Russell. So again, he played U.S. Olympic hockey hockey coach Herb Brooks in the 2004 film Miracle. There is a grindcore band called Kurt Russell. Uh, In 1966, Walt Disney wrote the words Kurt Russell on a piece of paper as his final words while he was dying of lung cancer, and no one knows why. And he portrayed Wyatt Earp in Tombstone from 1993. Love Tombstone. If I'm ever in a position where I'm like, you know, on my deathbed and Neil's still alive and stuff, I'm going to... I'm going to reach up from my deathbed, grab him by the collar, pull him in close, and just go, Kurt Russell, (laughs) and then die. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> a good plan. Yeah. yeah. That's a goof All to right, the end. So yeah. number one. What do we think here, guys? I, I kind of have an idea here. Named. I, it can't be Duran Duran because it's a husband and wife. And, and, I, and, I that's, just, and that's from Barbarella. Right. Right. I just thought B-52s, but it, it's not repetitive. So I don't know. So here's my thinking. This could be the name of a dance hall, and they are pretty funky. Um, usually you think about Danny Elfman when it comes to this band, but maybe it's Oingo Boingo. Ooh. Uh, the Oingo Boingo Club sounds right. I originally wrote nice. Oingo Boingo. Yeah, because so. that would have been the offshoot. Yeah. Let's go Oingo, Oingo Boingo. Right. <laughs> the answer is Tom Tom Club. Mm. Yeah, the song you're thinking of is Genius of Love. Um, and they were also featured by name in the Talking Heads concert film called Stop Making Sense. And they're still around, apparently. Their last album was released in 2012, and it was called Downtown Rockers. So number two, the director of the piano. Yes. Um, yeah, she lost. I, I, I guess Penny Marshall. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think it was her, was it? Was it was not, not her, no. Uh, this is the film that won uh, Anna Pack won her Oscar for Supporting Actress. Mm. 1994, I think. Um so Penny Marshall, that she was nominated in the '80s, right? Was that what that was, or no? no? I don't there think was, she was ever nominated. I don't think she was ever nominated. Because uh, oh, because yeah, Big wasn't nominated. That's just like made a lot of money. I guess. Yeah, yeah. it was um, Lena Wertmuller in the '70s. Mm-hmm. Um, no, one then, the 80s. no one in no the '80s. No one. No one in the '80s. Just this lady in the '90s, and then you got Sofia Coppola, and then um, Greta Gerwig. Yes. And um, Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Mm-hmm. So who is it? Jane Campion. Yes, it is Jane mm-hmm. Campion. She is the first female filmmaker in history to receive the Palme d'Or, which she received for directing the piano. And while she lost for Best Director that year, she did win for Best Original Screenplay for the piano. Mm-hmm. Was Anna Paquin the daughter? Yeah. Oh. I didn't yeah, of uh, Holly Hunter. All right, Jeff. Oh, Jeff has the lost sea at sea right doesn't, now. Uh, I am lost Doesn't touch sea. any land. That is correct, yeah. I guess that if you're at sea, you might need to get your bearings. So Ooh, put the bearing sea though. Very I think clever. It's touching at least two two continents. <laughs> uh, I always get this one wrong. I just can't remember it. Um, I've heard it a bunch, but I remember we said it once in our show, and someone disputed it or something. Because technically, I, don't I know, know I got it wrong at a trivia night we went to. It was probably Jeff who disputed his own answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. My brain went to the Salton Sea, but that's a poison pit in California. So, It's also a movie with Val Kilmer. And I wagered seven trillion points on this one, so I'm in no. trouble. Oh, no. Good thing you've got a zillion. Oh, good. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're way out ahead. So what's the answer? We don't know. So we don't know. Oh, okay. The answer is Sargasso Sea. Sargasso. Mm. Sargasso So the, the one time my Buffalo accent does not, <laughs> <laughs> does not kick in oh, for me. Sargasso. Uh, it is the sea that is bounded on the west by the Gulf Stream, on the north by the North Atlantic Current, on the east by the Canary Current, and on the south by the North Atlantic Equatorial Current, a clockwise circulating system of ocean currents termed the North Atlantic Gyre. The ocean water in the Sar- Sargasso Sea is distinctive for its deep blue color and exceptional clarity. There's also a book called Wide Sargasso mm-hmm. Sea. Which is like a feminist retelling of Jane Eyre mm-hmm. by Jean Reese. Yeah, so there you go. Okay. Are you ready to do, to do a hockey mat? Yeah, mm-hmm. do a hockey do mat. Do a hockey. What do you think? Uh, I think it's, it's, he scored a bunch of gold. I think it's, I can't remember if it's five or six. I think it was, I think it was five. So I said scored five goals. I'm going to say it was a full double hat trick. Yeah, that's what I, my goals. guess was six goals. 
we need specifics about those five goals. Mm. Oh, I think he got okay. Yeah, he. Slap, I think I know, slap no, shot. I think wrist shot. I th- backhand. I think he got like a like a shorthanded a. Uh, Oh. He got like a shorthanded goal. He even got a shoot like not or like a yeah, even strength, um power play, um like a so penalty a, shot. A penalty shot yeah. and uh, empty else. netter. Exactly. Think, yeah. Five goals five ways. Like at a delicious mm-hmm. fancy restaurant, you get five goals five ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, as soon as they were saying you have to be more specific, I kind of remember that. Yeah, you named him all. He's the only NHL player ever to do so. Especially since penalty shots are are less and less frequent. It um yeah, it that may never sense. be done. You have to have very specific like circumstances to even get like an attempt at that. <laughs> so. He was always always outshining his brother Luigi Lemieux. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he a plumber? He's just a plumber, but he does a really good job. He he, had, he, he fit, can fix your sink five different ways. Wow, <laughs> uh, I didn't know there was that many ways to fix a sink. Oh, something I learned from the Lemieux family. <laughs> all right guys well let's uh let's check all of our stockings and see what we won i'm uh reaching in here oh it's the ladder from the santa claus oh nice that's a pretty good prize yeah for... rose such a such a clatter yeah company such a ladder uh looks like uh i'm getting the uh the world's greatest coffee from elf oh nice oh i'll i got a red rider bb bb gun <laughs> i couldn't even say it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, we. It looks like in our stockings together we have the the chains from the Muppets Christmas Carol for the Marley and Marley song. <laughs> it's great, and they talk too because they're puppets. Yeah, I got a big crate marked Fred G. Lay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't open it though. So, so we have a lot to be thankful for. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners, to all of our Patreon uh, supporters, uh, for everyone who's uh, listened all year. This is kind of, I guess, the last show of the year. Pretty yep, much, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So thank you very much uh, for all of your support and, and uh, you know, hanging out with us. No matter what uh, winter holiday you celebrate, we hope it's uh, filled with joy and you have a great time. Yes. Uh, Julia and Lauren, we know we uh, we won't see you probably till after the new year, but um, anything you'd like to say? Any shout outs? Yeah, just it's have a happy and, and safe, safe holiday, holiday yes. everybody. And thank you for having us on the show, guys. Anytime. Seriously. Literally anytime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we can just call up anytime. Yep. Monday, 7 a.m. Done. <laughs> Wednesday, 2.30 p.m. <laughs> Get ready. It's coming. Can you're going to regret it. Can think of a weirder it. time? Give me one more time that you're going to call. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Make sure to check out Misinformation. Uh, you guys, We talk about it all the time, but uh, if you aren't listening to the show, then uh, you are a Scrooge and bah humbug yourself. Uh, but thank you very much uh, to Julian Lauren for being here. Um, and uh, they'll be back at the next solstice. Um, and uh, we look forward to seeing them again and seeing all of you at Geek Bowl. And you can hang out with all of us. Uh, but for uh, Ken, Matt, Jeff, Julia, Lauren, and myself, uh, may you... Uh, oh, crap. I almost had it. May you all have a good night. What is it? What's the Merry line? Christmas to all and to all a good night. Thank you. Yes. Merry podcasting to all and to all a good night. Wait, did we have a Christmas special where Ken didn't say filthy animals? Oh, yeah, Ken, we still got time. It's still recording. It's still recording. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. There we go. And that was triviality. <laughs> <laughs>